0: welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Philemon. Today is episode five hundred seventy seven looking at Philemon verses twenty one and twenty two through our passage since I'm confident of your obedience, I'm writing to you knowing that you will do even more than I say. Meanwhile, also prepare a guest room for me since I hope that through your prayers I will be restored to you. This is Paul's letter to Philemon. Philemon is a man in Colossae, and he has a errant slave. We assume he's a runaway slave who has encountered Paul in Rome, and Paul has led Onesimus, the runaway slave, to Christ. Now Paul's sending Onesimus back to Philemon, his master, in Colossae. Antichicus is accompanying him and carrying letters. He's he going to stop in Ephesus on the way, drop off a letter to the church in Ephesus. Then he's going to give a letter to Philemon when he returns, Onesimus, and he's going to give him a letter to the church in Colossae, a letter to the Colossians. And in this letter to Philemon, Paul is asking Philemon to deal with Onesimus well. And his not blatantly said what he wanted, but let's dive into this and and see what we can make of it. Verse 21, since I'm confident of your obedience. Well, Paul did not give him a command to obey. In fact, Paul said back in verse 8, though I have great boldness in Christ to command you to do what is right. He really hadn't even defined what is right. Then down in verse 14, he said, I want your good deed to be out of obligation. So I'm not commanding you to do the right thing. And I want you to do the right thing, not out of obligation. But now he's saying, I'm confident of your obedience. And what he's essentially saying is, I know you're going to do what I want. And he goes on and says, I'm writing to you knowing that you will do even more than I say. What he's basically saying here is, Philemon, I know you can read between the lines, and it's not that subtle. So you know what I really want, and you know what I've actually said. So what's he actually said? He says, you'll do more than I say. Well, what does he actually say? All he's actually said is treat Onesimus well, treat him like a Christian brother, receive him like you would receive me. That's really all he's actually said, but the the between-the-lines stuff is much more uh, intriguing, where he's essentially saying, Onesimus has been really useful to me here in Rome, and he was useless to you, but now he's been useful to me, he's useful to you again, and I really think it'd be good for me to get some use out of all this. So he's basically uh, saying to Philemon, I really want you to send Onesimus back to help me. He doesn't say to Grant freedom to Onesimus. But that's kind of the implication. He says, treat him more than just a slave. Treat him as a brother. So the unsaid ask is, Grant freedom to Onesimus and send him back to Rome to work with me. And here he's saying, basically, And I think I know you'll do that. So he seems to have confidence that that's what Philemon's going to do. Now, is it because that's just the kind of guy that Philemon is? Or is it because Paul's been so blatant in his asking, there's no real way that Philemon could say no? We don't know, because we don't know Philemon. And we don't know the circumstances. All we have is this letter, 25 verses. Then verse 22, he says, Meanwhile, also prepare a guest room for me, since I hope that through your prayers I will be restored to you. Now, some say, oh, this is adding extra pressure on Philemon. Paul's basically saying, hey, I'm planning on showing up over there in Colossae. And that's a kind of an unstated way of putting extra pressure on Philemon, saying, and boy, are you going to look silly if you haven't done what I've asked. I don't think that's it. I, I think he really, truly intends to, to visit, and he anticipates Philemon doing what he's requested. Because, at least based on what Paul says, Philemon is a very charitable, giving, generous guy, and loves the Lord, and is very faithful. And so if he could do this to help out Paul, then he would certainly do this. Now, this prepare a guest room for me has created a lot of debate through the years. Among some people, there's a theory that Paul is not in Rome writing this. He's in Ephesus. And when he talks about being a prisoner for Christ, he could just be speaking figuratively versus actually being a for-real prisoner. So others say he actually is in prison, but in Ephesus. In Acts 19, we have this uproar in Ephesus where there's the riot and the the people uh, are in, in opposition to Paul. And some say out of that, he ends up in jail for a period of time in Ephesus. There's nothing in the book of Acts to support that, but some of the arguments are, this is one of them, that why would Paul be saying, prepare a room for me from a thousand miles away. It's not like he's going to jump on an airplane and fly and be in Colossae in a few hours. It's it's a thousand miles, where Ephesus is only a hundred miles uh, the other, if uh, Onesimus is really a runaway slave, then why would he run away a thousand miles to Rome? Why not just run away a hundred miles to Ephesus? Ephesus is a big city, easy to get lost in, versus having to go all the way to Rome. Well, there's, there's nothing really to support this. It's just theory. And others look to some of the other writings, where we just finished Romans. And in Romans, Paul says, I want to go to Rome, then go to Spain. So what happened to Spain? Does he not want to go to Spain anymore? Why does he want to come back to Colossae? Well, remember, that was four to six years earlier that Paul said that. Paul's intention was to go to Jerusalem then travel to Rome on his own, spend a little bit of time in Rome, strengthen the Roman church, then get support from them to, to do the mission trip to Spain. Now, all that's changed. He came to Rome as a prisoner, as prison for two years in Rome. And that's been a few years, so things do change. Well, when he was in Ephesus, the end of the third missionary journey, he said to the Ephesian elders, you're never going to see me again. Again, that was four to six years ago. So things do change. We believe that Philippians was written shortly after these three letters to Philemon, Colossians, and Ephesians and Philippians really has got a definite Roman flavor to it. It's much easier to say, yeah, that was written from Rome. And in Philippians, Paul says, I really hope to come see you guys soon in Philippi. So indicating there that Paul wants to travel from Rome on the mainland of Italy over to Philippi in Macedonia, northern Greece, and it's not very far from there on over to Ephesus and then Colossae. So Paul may want to go that way. Plus, we know there's a problem in Colossae. And after we finish Philemon, we've only got one more session in Philemon, we'll move on to Colossians. And there's this thing called the Colossian heresy. And we'll we'll delve into that when we get into the letter to the Colossian church. But there's a problem in the church in Colossae. And Paul may... They, I, I need to go deal with this. So it's very likely Paul does have real intentions to come to Colossae to deal with this problem here. And see his friends there, and one of them is Philemon. So the idea, prepare a guest room for me, I, I think that's legitimate. He does intend to come to Colossae as soon as his imprisonment is completed there in Rome. And we don't know exactly what Paul does when he does get out of imprisonment in Rome. Some think he does come back to this very area to do some ministry, called the Ministry of the East, Macedonia and uh, Asia Minor. So he asks, prepare a guest for me, since I hope that through your prayers I will be restored to you. Now that your, for your prayers and restored to you, those are both plural. So he's including the household of Philemon. That's who he addressed it to. He's Really, it's Paul speaking to Philemon, but he included Timothy in the, in the greeting from Paul and Timothy, and he included the household of Philemon in the, who it's addressed to. So that would be the reason for the plural your and you here. So, Paul's wrapping up his letter. It's a brief letter. It's only 25 verses. We're through 22. We've got one more segment to deal with here. He's made the ask, and now he's uh, reinforced it here. I'm confident you're going to do what I asked. And I'm confident you'll do what I asked without really asking. So, next time we'll finish up Philemon. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time.